Hello everyone, I'm Leslie Langnaw, Managing Editor at Design World Magazine, and I'm here today with Gordon Stiles, President and CEO of Star Rapid, a company that provides high-quality prototyping, rapid tooling, and low-volume manufacturing services. Gordon is going to offer several insights into what could happen with 3D printing in the near future. So thank you for joining me today, Gordon. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be with you. Okay, so let's start out with what are some of the trends you see in plastic 3D printing in the near future? Well, one of the things that I'm seeing at the moment, uh, certainly over the last year, is uh, an ongoing uh, and long-term reduction in the price of uh, plastics 3D printing, uh, particularly here in China. Um, over the last three years, we've seen the price here for plastic 3D printing probably reduced by up to 50%. So it's, it's gone down a long way compared to what it was just uh, three, four years ago. Um, one of the things that's driving that obviously is machines with increased productivity. Um, although it hasn't had a great effect here in China, it's certainly starting to have an effect in the West uh, is the new you know, Hewlett-Packard Hewlett MJF machine, their fusion technology, okay. uh, which I actually have a friend in India who's a reseller for them, and he's been running them quite extensively. He says that he's seeing, um, you know, they, they are faster. They're not as fast as was being claimed during, you know, before launch, but, you know, they are faster, you know, and uh, there are lower costs. And I think you're going to see that the key company that will be affected by that is probably EOS and their SLS technology because the MJF is is very much competing in their space. So I think I think we're going to see quite the battle over the next 12 months between HP and EOS uh, in that space for nylon parts, you know, um, strong nylon parts. And the quality is pretty good. I've seen quite a lot of the parts and they're, they're very nice. So that's a couple of things in plastics. <clears throat> well, that's kind of interesting because there's a lot of emphasis, at least here in, in the United States, about metal 3D printing. So plastic 3D yeah. printing has been around for a while, but what do you think might be needed in order for plastic 3D printing to play an even stronger role in this industry? Well, <clears throat> there's, there's um, a big challenge for plastics and metals competing with existing uh, manufacturing processes uh, for example, um, in plastics, you know, you're up against plastic injection molding. So that's an extremely efficient process compared to 3D printing, e exceptionally fast in comparison, especially if you need thousands of parts. Um, I think where plastic 3D printing and metal 3D printing will make their mark in, for example, low volume production is where those parts uh, solve a design problem which cannot be where the parts cannot be made by any other traditional method um, for example uh, even though I'm in my 50s I'm actually doing the uh, Invisalign uh, braces you know uh, mm -hmm. for moving my teeth I'm just I'm just finishing a year-long course actually and um, every single one of those braces is thermoformed over a stereolithography 3D printed master model and you can even see the layers you know uh, in 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 the braces and the reason why that is successful is because every single brace 
is different. You know, I got a set of 53 and every single one is ever so slightly different. So that although it is mass production in a way, because Invisalign makes, you know, probably millions of these trays as they call them, but every single tray is different. But it's, it's like a manufacturing process, you know, it's mass customization, if you wish. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one example. In, in metals, uh, metals is taking a long time to find its niche, to really find applications, because it is wickedly expensive. I mean, it genuinely is wickedly expensive. So you've got to have some kind of application that can really absorb that cost, where you really need that value added the making of a part that simply cannot be made by some other process. Now, do you use any kind of desktop metal 3D printers in your services? Oh, well, we subcontract to that style of, okay. uh, like, printed with sintering afterwards. We have our own metals printer, uh, like a Renishaw mm -hmm. 250, uh, AM250, but that's, that's metal uh, welding, if you like, that's, that's melting as okay. opposed to sintering, which is a fundamentally different uh, uh, proposition. So what kind of developments do you see with metal 3D printing in desktop type printers coming in the near future? Well, there are a number of other companies who have very similar offerings to them. Uh, but as I said, they've held back from actually launching machines because okay. of the uh, problems of controlling uh, the, the thermal part of the, you know, the, the, the sintering part of the process, if you like. So, so I think the next couple of years is the year when we'll see probably two or three people launch machines similar uh, in similar nature, because I think desktop metal have prompted the other players to finally get off the pot and launch their machines. Okay. Now, 3D printing is um, definitely getting gaining holds in certain industries like aerospace and certainly medical and even some automotive. What do you think needs to happen in order for 3D printing to be used in uh, a greater range of applications? Yeah, on this one I'll speak to the metal side because plastics, frankly, um, fairly easy to design for, but in metals, uh, designing a part that is appropriate for 3D metal printing is very, very difficult. You actually have to sit down with a manufacturer or do your own research and you've got to learn how these machines actually work, how the supports are built, how they're designed, how they're attached. Um, and you've got to learn how to orient parts, how to design a part so it's self-supporting as it's being built and so forth. And we've done a lot of that in the last year, teaching clients how to design for it. Now, we, uh, we've actually just done a case study on a, um, a Brazilian lady and uh, we've got a case study on our website, some beautiful parts, all self-supporting. And all this happened after she came and visited us, spent a couple of weeks learning how to design for it, even playing with the machine and actually building some parts. And we're just doing um, a very, very unique uh, project at the moment um, for, for a pen that's been designed specifically for metal printing. Highly efficient build, almost no supports, um, and because we can put a lot of them together on, on one machine, we can be quite efficient with the price. So it, it is possible to use this process, but you've got to learn how to use it. You've got to learn how to design for it. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's going to be the big thing this year, I think. People more and more learning how to do this, teaching how to use the technology. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time, Gordon. I appreciate it.
Hey, you're very welcome, Leslie. So, uh, anytime.